Hello. Hi, John. Hi, Merlin. How's it going? Oh, pretty good. I mean, I <clears throat> spilled some coffee on my lap this morning. Isn't that good luck? Is that is that a, like what a bird shits on you or rain on your wedding day? That's <laughs> like a, t- a Tibetan thing, right? I think so. Tibetans spill, love coffee. They're always yeah, going on spill, about coffee. Spill coffee in your lap, and uh, and it means a, a, a good year. A it's whole a, year. It's a Buddhist good. gift. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like how um, how how much of your lap? Amara like, kupata. Amara kupata. <laughs> um, I uh, I was I got out. So whoo! I Oof. set my alarm for seven thirty to take uh, my little child to school. And uh, I heard some thumping downstairs in the morning because uh, I was up late. And I was planning. And when I looked at the clock going to sleep, I was like, I'm going to get four and a half hours of sleep. That's going to have to do. Mm-hmm. And I set my alarm. And then uh, at 830, that's an hour after I set my alarm for, mm-hmm. uh, I heard some thumping downstairs. I woke up and I was like, oh, my alarm didn't go off. My little child had gotten herself up and gotten dressed. Oh, and was thumping around mm-hmm. as she does when she feels like it's time for daddy to get up. Okay. And I was like, oh no, we are super duper late. Ran downstairs, made her lunch, made her breakfast. Basically, what I did was I made one meal. Mm-hmm. I said, here's what you're going to have for breakfast <laughs> lunch. You're going to have half your lunch for breakfast. Is uh-huh. that all right? And she was like, that's fine. So I made her, <laughs> I made breakfast lunch. I put half of it in, a, in her her bastic <laughs> for it right into the backpack <laughs> just like thump 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 yeah. running around <laughs> today's today's stew day <laughs> you know what today is peanut butter and jelly sandwich and raisins mm. and yogurt and applesauce all in a bag wow well you got the you got the supplies that's awesome yep you're already then, you're prepared for that yeah i'm prepared and i'm making coffee on my keurig mm-hmm. on the one hand and i'm throwing my clothes on on the other and I rerun outside, and I'm like, sweetie, we might be late to school. And she's like, do not get me late to school. I was like, yeah. uh, we're, we are kind of close. Run that's, outside. Become, that's become a very big deal, at least here. Oh, it's a big deal. You, you, get, you, get, you, get, you get a call. You get a letter. It's a big deal. Oh, well, <clears throat> the big it, deal. It, it, I, public schools, you, uh, you lose some of your funding when kids uh, are absent. I know, I know, I know. And, but I'm I, just telling you because they remind me. Oh, I know. Even when oh, it's an approved, pre-approved, we're going to oh. tour a middle school today. We still get the uh, the auto oh, call. Oh, they're so mad. And the thing is, we're taking her out of school for a week this this Ooh. spring, and it's going to be really tough. You're going to get but notes. The, but the hot the hot uh, scolding I get is not from the school. It is from the child who does not want to be one minute late. Not only to the school, she doesn't want to be one minute late to the playground, the mm-hmm. preschool play. Anyway, I run out and guess what? It's a frost last night. Ugh. Every daffodil in the city is going, is shrinking and going like, what? It was 59 degrees two days ago. Yeah. So I have to scrape the windshield of the car. I jump in the car with my, my, uh, my beer stein full of Full of Keurig coffee. I see. And I go to put the seatbelt on, and I'm a little groggy, and I put the seatbelt on over the coffee. Oh. And the coffee went everywhere, lap, oh. shirts, the whole nine, down, soaking the underpants yeah. with hot coffee. And I'm like, okay, all right, okay, it's fine, it's fine. The problem is the street, and then I say to her, problem is the streets are slippery now. Yeah. So daddy can't drive fast. I have to drive cautiously. Not because we couldn't be like, like fast and furious too, mm-hmm. 
but other people right. don't know how to drive when it's slippery. Uh-huh. And so we drove to school the whole way talking about glaciers and how they work. Okay. Got to school with 10 minutes to spare. I don't know how. What? I don't know how we went through some kind of space portal. What? Can I ask what your start time is? 9.10. What? She woke me up at 8.30. 9.10? Yeah, 9.10. I know. We're I know. 7.50. I know. It's pretty great. We were 7.50 last year, and it's... <gasps> It makes the whole moving out to the suburbs thing. It makes it all make sense. Yes. Nine ten. I don't have to get up. I, apparently, I don't have to get up till eight thirty. That's such a normal time to send a child to school. It makes total sense. Nine ten. I'm still. 10, I just, mean, I, I don't want to set. Uh, I want to be clear here. I think what you did is still Titanic. That's amazing that you were able to pull that off. Yeah, but but nine ten is a, a time late enough in the morning where a child might get themselves up and get themselves dressed mm-hmm. without any parental supervision. That's how reasonable it is. That's when middle school around then is when middle school starts for us. Ugh, it's so, so it's well, that's the one so part of middle school better. that I'm looking forward to. So much better. Oh, every, every other aspect of middle school, they should be cut and trail. Uh, I went to an orientation the other night. It was not encouraging. Yeah. I mean, it's I, fine. It's middle school. I mean, it's, what are you going to say? I mean, it's so Lord of the Flies. It's I a crucible. I, it's a crucible. When I look back at middle school, oh, there are so many things. You know, Garrett, Garrett was a guy in my middle school who matured early. Oh, Garrett. He was tall, but also built. And also, um, he wasn't like super, uh, what's the word, articulate? Mm. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you're having fun with me and i remember when garrett first uh, when garrett was walking down the hall in seventh grade with white jeans on mm-hmm. and like i'd never seen period i'd never seen white jeans huh. Huh. and it was uh it was like the boldest move and if I had worn white jeans, it would have seemed like my mom found some tough skins on sale or something, yeah, and I would have been I would have been ridiculed for them. Yes, but Garrett, he went there. That's wore, like wearing a vest. I mean, that's a baller yeah, move. <laughs> yeah, he wore white jeans, and it was just like revolution in everybody's mind. And I mean, I swear to you, I still had a milk mustache all the way through seventh <laughs> and eighth grade, just like. Yeah. Was Garrett doing that out of um, self confidence, ignorance, yes, or what? Yes, self confidence. He, he felt it. He was he was he was in his corn. He thought I'm going to do this all the way through all the way through high school. Garrett, you know, Garrett was one of those guys that could that could throw a football through a truck tire. You know, from oh, like that, yeah, from yeah, like yeah, 60, 60 yards there's out. A kid, there's a kid in my um, kids class uh, who wears a coonskin cap every day. <laughs> every time i see him i'm like that kid is so fucking cool i love that i, I love would never that. i mean i i don't i mean sure in the 50s when daniel yeah. boone was real popular that was the thing to do but we're talking about 2019 and the kid's wearing a coonskin it's, it's a very cool look does he have a, a a slingshot made out of a stick in his back pocket? No, he's not a fetishist. He's just uh, having fun with it. He's just yeah, he's yeah. one of those kids who's like he just wears whatever and it's it's okay. There are kids like that. You know, we wear a lot of brand not branded as in like Izod, but you know, Steven Universe, uh Wings of Fire, a lot of stuff from like, you know, she's repping books that she likes a lot. 
Well, so do you think that the kids' coonskin hat is, hat is a um, is a Wes Anderson reference? I don't know. I'm scared to ask. He's one of those kids. There's a certain kind of kid. I don't know how to describe this because it sounds creepy, but like there are certain kids who look like children from a children's book. They look yeah. like a drawing of a child. Right. There are several kids like this that my kid knows, and and I would say Coonskin Boy is definitely like that. He's got that perfectly. He looks like a Peanuts character. He's got a perfectly <laughs> round face with freckles, and yeah. his pants are kind of high tides. But he's, yeah. he's he's rolling with that Coonskin cap. It must get hot. Well, I mean that you you make sacrifices for fashion, right? Garrett couldn't spill any stuff on his pants, but Garrett wasn't going to spill stuff on his pants. I had spaghetti sauce. In three different locations on my clothes at all times, and still do. <laughs> yeah, I got like, this I brand new basketball shirt sweatshirt, and it's already got bleach on it. Basketball sweatshirt? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm into. Are you really though. doing this? Yeah, I bought it at the game. Yeah, oh I'm my, into it. I'm into oh it. It's real goodness. bad. Yeah. You know how? You know how? It's off I, brand. It's way off brand for me. I thought we both felt the same way about adults that wear sports clothes. We do. We do. Yeah. It's okay. Eh. It's like buying right. flip flops. No, it's it's terrible. I shouldn't be doing it. But I admire those kids. I now see now. I, I mentioned what, this. the basketball players. You well, admire? Oh, you're talking about the kids well, that look like peanuts. I mean, the Kevin Durant. What are you going to say? Clay Thompson. You know, you got the got the Splash Brothers. What are we even talking about here? <laughs> I don't know what to say. You can Steph Curry. <laughs> Steph Curry could break the record for most three pointers in a career, and he's he's 30 years old. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Don't even give me a start on Clay Thompson. He's great in the key and with the three pointers. <laughs> Is this weirder than me announcing that I'm gay? Be honest. Derba 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 derba. I'm out of the closet. I'm out of the basketball closet. <laughs> Shooting from the paint. <laughs> best the, life. Yeah, off yeah. the paint. Somewhere close to the paint. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they, they, they. They're... Anyway, um, I um, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite outfits. I've mentioned this on another podcast of your, but my all-time favorite. Like, I've just felt cool. I felt good. All-time favorite. I think it was in sixth grade. Yeah, I had white painter's pants. Oh yeah, with That's a, a Dallas look. Cowboys baseball shirt, like a you know three-quarter. Sleep and and I wore um <laughs> Mork from Orc suspenders with it. Oh yes, and I felt good. Thank you for that. I was I was rolling a full Garrett on that one. I've told you, didn't I, that I, you know Izod shirts, of mm-hmm. course, with the alligator were were uh, very popular right there before you, polo no, what shirts. Was yours? What was yours? Yours was off brand. What did you have on yours? So I was at the fabric store with my mom. <laughs> strike one. <laughs> I hate that store. And, and I was not leaning against the wall looking sullen, but I was actually going through the fabric store looking for cool things. Uh-huh. And I found the rack of little patches that you sew on things. Right. right? Like, if you remember that famous picture of Keith Richards nodding off on the 1972 tour, and he's got a, a patch of a mushroom sewn on the crotch of his pants. Oh, I've seen that. Sure. Yes, it's a great picture. And I remember looking at that picture, not realizing he was nodding off on heroin, but just thinking like, yeah, yeah. oh, when you're a rock star. you a little rock bit star, sleepy. You get real relaxed. <laughs> you sure do. Yeah. I was like, oh, rock stars just sleep in chairs. It's like the coolest thing. And look at that mushroom. So I really liked the idea of like patches sewn on appliques yeah just like sewn on weird places Uh because i was like oh it's in the crotch of his pants of course that was that was still in the in the blood system of america a little bit like hippie pants you get some hippie hippie pants pants. put a put a mushroom on your crotch sure a little bit a little bit uh so i had so it's weird to think but this i think this is true in 1982 denim jackets were not in style there was a there was a brief period there where Denim jackets were like trucker, and trucker had gone out. 
and it was, and we were into surfer preppy per, surfer, right? And so denim jackets That's, were not. For me, a that cool was thing. lightning bolt shirts, Nike shirts, right? Sleeveless um, shirts, yeah, but also yeah, polo shirts for sure, yeah. So anyway, I was in this situation. I was going into freshman year. I was at Sears, and I saw a denim like a Levi's jacket, and I was like, I really want that. And I knew it was out of fashion, but mm-hmm. I wanted it because it seemed like something that a grown up would wear. Yeah. I got it, and then I was at the fabric store, and there was this alligator. And the alligator was about three times bigger than the Izod alligator. And the alligator was smiling, and I think he was given a thumbs-up sign. Hmm. And I was like, I love that alligator. I hate the idea of alligators with thumbs. That's going to keep me up at night. (laughs) That's too much power. No one reptile should have all that power. Oh, you know what? You're right. An alligator with thumbs would be very... It could steer a car. It could shift gears. Yeah. An alligator... Okay, so anyway, this was like... Smacking the accelerator with its tail. Just like... (laughs) But this was... I called this the smiling alligator Mm because he was was cheeky. If it had been animated, his teeth would have had a little glint. Mm-hmm. Ding. Anyway, anyway, I was like, Mom, can we get this alligator? And it was 25 cents or 50 cents. She got the alligator. She sewed it on the Levi's jacket for me. Wow. And I, and I felt like I was making a statement against consumerism. Oh, yeah, you're culture jamming. Mm-hmm. I was super culture jamming. I was mm-hmm. just like, haha, you guys got alligators on your shirt? Check it out. But the, <laughs> the other thing was my mom would never have spent the money on his shirt with an alligator. Well, my mother was, like, was philosophically, yeah. I mean, we didn't have the dough. Like, we didn't have the income for her to buy me all the status items. Right. I always had the off, almost always had the off-brand version of something. And you certainly wouldn't Stay. get the latest. <laughs> Stadia. <laughs> yeah, well, we got, I remember <laughs> my, my junior high uh, colors, school colors were orange and blue. And I had a pair of orange and blue, like, fake Nikes from uh, JCPenney. Yeah. Yeah, Stadia is uh, the the one that had a swoop, but actually, if you looked at it, it was, was an upside down one, right? It was a well. There was one that was a whale. There was a oh, there was a Nike right. swoop, but it looked like a whale. Oh, and I had those, and eventually, eventually, I got enough status awareness that I was like, look, I can't wear the shoes with the whale. I don't need the shoes with the swoop. I can just wear plain shoes. Yeah. But the shoes with the whale, it's just too much. It's That's what's so great about much. the 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 3X smiling alligator. It's yeah. just like it, it's such a misapprehension of what a status symbol is. Yeah. It was such an F you and my and my friends who were trying to make it in the world, mm-hmm. my friend Kevin who we talked about before, who was trying to make it in the world and successfully was making it in the mm-hmm. world. He was like, look, man, I, you know, like, I don't get what you're all about, but that's cool. Like you and I are fine, but I can't, I just can't like hang with the out, with the smiling alligator on the Levi's jacket such that we have to sit separately at the lunch table. Oh, like geez. after school, we can go listen to Billy Squire as much, you know, up and down. Uh, but like, I've wow, got, so he, he gave you kind of a, an ultimatum in some ways. He was just like, I got to rep. Like, it's not against you. I just have mm. to rep a certain thing because girls yeah. and also like, I don't want, you're a major albatross. Mm-hmm. And I was, oh. and the thing is, I was like, I know, I know it's fine. Like go your own way. He was like, you're wearing army pants, like army pants. Did you ever wear <laughs> the flight suit to school? No, I wasn't allowed. You weren't allowed. Cause you were stealing valor. Uh, no, it wasn't that. She was just like, I mean, it was the it was the 80s. There were still standards. And she was yeah. just like, 
no, you cannot. You have to wear pants and a shirt and maybe a V-neck sweater. I was like, oh, come on. Like, I mean, it's not that I'm not into the V-neck sweater. It's that the flight suit is so she's like, no, it's pajamas. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, yeah, smile yeah, we, had, we had hard and fast rules about that. Like what you wear to church, what you wear to school. I was not allowed to wear jeans to school. Whoa. See, they had to see? not, they had to not look like dungarees. Oh, that's standards. Could you uh, wear orange jeans? Well, I have white ones. I have white painter's pants. I had a little handle right there. You could stick your, uh, stick your brush in. Stick, stick your hammer in You could put your comb in one of those side pockets. These Did you pants. have a tall comb? Did you have a tall comb? Like a goodie? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I almost Did always carried a comb, and uh, sometimes had a goodie in the back pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, a goodie in the back pocket. Now, I was not that cool. I did not carry a comb in my back pocket. I huh. never could feather my hair. My oh, hair had the either. consistency of a mop, and it wouldn't feather. Oh, oh, mine just goes limp. You I haven't got my hair cut since May. I've been kind of doing a growing out the hair thing. Yeah. And boy, I really look like a, I don't know, somebody who recently got pinched for meth. <laughs> What was the last time that you had long hair? I'm not talking about like longish hair. Last time I had oh. long hair was 1989. Last could time you, I had legitimately ponytail hair was 1989. Could you? I've had floopy. I've right had floopy French boy hair. Oh, yeah. um, in the 90s. I've but, seen your floopy hair. Yeah, I have floopy hair. But could no. you go? Could you go now, like 52 year old dad or whatever, long hair? That's kind of what I'm going to try oh, one yes. last time. Yes, yeah. I'm so into it. So, I think so where I am now is I look a, I look a little bit. But see, I almost want to take pictures, except I hate putting pictures on the internet. Yeah, I can, I can but like, I, it, it can it really changes from day to day. Like sometimes I look like maybe a Lance Kerwin, um, oh, like a James at sixteen. Is that a basketball player? Yeah, no, no, no. You're thinking of uh, James Harden, I think. Uh, okay, plays, plays okay. for the Houston Rockets. The sure. um, <laughs> This episode of Roderick on the Line is brought to you by Bombfell. You can learn more about Bombfell right now by visiting bombfell.com slash supertrain. Bombfell is an easier way for men to get better clothes. You complete a simple questionnaire and are then matched one-to-one with a dedicated personal stylist. Bombfell never charges above retail. They offer free shipping and returns, convenient home try-on, and the ability to preview and edit your stylist picks before your order ships. Uh, I hope you're not like me, but if you are, you basically just wear the same thing over and over. I'm a middle-aged man, and I'm not very ambitious, and so Bombfell has been a great thing for me. My stylist picks out great stuff, and I really do love it. It's an easier way for men to get better clothes, fully personalized, because every piece has been handpicked by your own stylist. Your stylist will email you his or her selections, after which you have 48 hours to make any changes or even cancel altogether. You're in total control. And then when you receive the clothes, you have seven days to tell Bombfell what you want to keep and then just send the rest back. Now, here's the thing. They have a keep more, get more in each shipment. The more you keep, the more you save. If you keep four or more items, you get 20% off. Three or more items, you get 15% off. If you keep two or more items, you still get 10% off. It's completely flexible, and you can receive clothes when you want and pause or cancel at any time. So here's how you do this. You go and you sign up, right? You go to bombfell.com slash supertrain. Tell them about yourself, your measurements, your style preferences. There's a lot of granularity. You can go in and say, I like this kind of thing, but not that kind of thing. Like, I don't send me shorts. I got no use for shorts. Keep them. Uh, you can even set your budget limits that you're comfortable with, and then... You tell them when you want your next order. You could say, give me two button downs and a pair of jeans and schedule that when you want it. Or you could let them surprise you. And then you get a preview email. Your stylist put together your clothing picks and said they send you a preview email. You can cancel or change anything you don't like. I've done this several times and they really get the gist. They know I like me a sweater. 
sweater and a plaid shirt, keep them coming. I don't know how to get these things on my own. I need a stylist. And then they ship them after 48 hours otherwise. After you receive the clothes, you have seven days to try them on. After your shipment's delivered, before they charge your card, you pay for what you want, what you want to keep, and you return the rest. The shipping is free both ways. Uh, so, and like I say, I've done this, and it's been great. I, one of my favorite sweaters came from Bombfell. They uh, they get me clothes that fit and look good, and I don't feel like a weirdo wearing the same thing every day. Uh, it pushes my boundaries in a good way. Now, here's what you need to know. We have negotiated with Bombfell to give you all $25 off your first purchase. You just visit bombfell.com slash supertrain. That's B-O-M-B-F-E-L-L dot com slash supertrain for $25 off your first purchase purchase Bombfell open and close. That's pretty good. Our thanks to Bombfell for supporting Roderick on the Line and all the great shows. Yeah, the thing to understand about James Harden is he's not just a, a, a great player. He oh, no. is a player. I'll send you a web, an article about it from the web. He's a oh, sure. different, a different, quantifiably different kind of player. Is he's like right? playing a different game. Does he does he shoot the basket the basketball straight at the net without any like like alley oop? He can shoot it from far away. He has uh, he has off the charts un- unassisted three pointers, which is very interesting. Now, see that with the Warriors, they're a big passing team. I- I'd like to see them work on their defense a little more, but they do pass a lot, and you'll get like a three person involvement in like a, in a three pointer. They're good at that. They're not they're not fast. They're sudden. They're, 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 they're very good. So that's James Harden. <laughs> uh, what was I talking about? Um, I'm not sure. I really don't know. Uh, and then other days, other days I look like Shemp. A little bit. Okay. Like, imagine part of the middle and just goes straight down. Yeah, yeah. No, I know that look. But I, That's a great I, look. I can share that this part right back here in the back, like when I'm looking in the mirror, uh, yeah. it's long enough to curl up in the back a little bit. That's good. You've got good hair. It's, That's it's one thing nar- you have. I have narrow hair. I have, I, have, I have dense, narrow hair. Yeah, that's me too. We've talked dense, about this. Narrow hair, we, yeah. got, we got the blonde problem. But, uh, but, it's, but I've never, even when you were going for your, like, my hair... <laughs> Even when you were doing that, like, look, my hair. It was always great. I always loved it. No, there was never, no, no. The never picture s- of me and Ken Stringfellow when I had orange hair. You were like, hair. Really bad. Really bad. I was at my high weight at that point, too. I was yeah. about 35 pounds more than I am now, and I did not look good. I Some people look good. Some people hair. fill out. They glow. But I, I just I just looked. Oh, man. You're gonna you're gonna be spectacular with long hair. I think it's Ugh. I think it's a major 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 statement of like here I am world like yeah. My family's uh, supportive. My family's very supportive of it, which is strange. Uh, I, I yeah, look like right? I live in the woods, and they, they don't mind. But your daughter isn't afraid that you're gonna you're gonna embarrass her. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a very, very different conversation. Oh, no, no. There are many articles of clothing I'm not aware, allowed to wear to school. The right. cascade of what I'm allowed to do in public with her has gone down to getting very narrower and narrower. It's It started as, obviously, don't sing songs from Les Mis, and then that got reduced down to, like, don't tell jokes. I'm not allowed to show her a YouTube video while we're walking around. Um, I'm, I'm not allowed to, uh, I'm, I, she's, she's like, dad, please, yeah. seriously. I hate. But I still get a hug and a kiss, which is nice, but then seriously. she's out of there. I, I got a kiss this morning, but, sh- but it was, we were 300 yards from the school when she said, <laughs> can you just drop me off here? Yeah. And I was like, you're seven oh, and no, a this half. Is, this is a known issue. Yeah. I mean, I was wearing a sword, yeah. but. <laughs> And I had coffee spilled from my belly button to my knees 
Maybe that was it. Yeah. Maybe it was that I looked oh, like... Oh, your, <laughs> your giant wet crotch? Yeah, maybe it looked like I wet myself. Yeah. I was explaining to... So my sister's birthday was the other day, and we were at a... You know, we had a birthday party for her. And you know, I live in a world entirely of women. Oh, I know. It's all women all the way down. And uh, and they were talking about a new or f- semi-new invention that allows uh, girls to pee when they're standing up. Mm-hmm. Because my sister goes on adventures and her girlfriends all go on adventures and they're always on adventures. Mm-hmm. And they're like, ah, the worst part about – because they're going on an adventure to Nepal and they're like, the worst part about it is there's no place to go to the bathroom. And so my sister was like, oh, but there's this thing, this thing called Peabody or something. And if you get a Peabody mm-hmm. – and you know, and I'm just sitting it at looks the table like, like – If memory serves, it looks kind of like you cut the bottom off a two-liter of Coke – and then there's right. a tube. Uh, or something. So you can yeah, fix that appliance to your downstairs area and then uh, and simulate a urethra. My sense of the Peabody was that it looked like a coffee filter except made of wax. But I but I was just going on descriptions. And I'm hmm, sitting there just... Sounds kind of steampunk. I'm looking off just picking at the calamari while they're all like talking to each other like, this is amazing. You yes. know? And Susan said like, the thing is you have to get one and practice in the shower because okay. you have to learn how to use it. You can't just, you don't expect to know how to do it right away. That makes sense. There's a, there a lot of talk about like how to, and the thing is, you know, like my daughter also is not, she was curious about it. Like you can pee standing up mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, it's really amazing, but you have to practice. And then they all kind of did that thing where they, they looked at me and they were like pee standing up. Right. And I wanted to make peeing standing up. I wanted to, qualify it and say like it's not the greatest thing i mean it's great let's really? be honest it's pretty good but but there's a pro you know there there are problems and they were like what are the problems and i said well sometimes if you're wearing a really long shirt you know where i'm going with this you pee on the end of yeah the shirt. You, you need to um kind of not what's the word i'm looking for like gather you all need to the gather. hanging parts you need to gather belt part Gather yep. underwear part. You need to make oh, sure see? everything is out of out of the zone. Have you ever peed on the tip of your belt? I've peed on everything. Of, of course you have, right? I've peed on everything. I, I, as, as part of my ongoing practice living with my women all the way down, I try to make a study of always having the lid up, want to make a number one, <clears throat> and okay. trying to check for splatter. And I'm frequently shocked at how much splatter there is even on the floor. I'm hitting the bowl, yes. but the bowl's doing its own back business. The bowl does its own back business. It hits it right back at you. It returns your fire. So, Which makes you realize like how much pee there is. There's so on much pee in a bathroom. The bottom, the bottom part of your pants, even. Oh, right? you know, sing like it, your sister. Jean, your jeans from your knees to your ankles. This is a problem probably with khakis. Khakis are a known issue, you know. Yeah. So anyway, I'm saying like, ah, uh, sometimes you pee on your belt, sometimes yeah. you pee on your shirt. But they're looking at me like, well, that's an example of you being incompetent. Mm. It's not an example of there being anything fundamentally wrong about peeing standing up. And I was like, well, okay. I mean, yeah, sure. But also, no, it's like it's it splashes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, mm, no, I don't think so. I think that's you peeing on your shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, there's truth to that. Okay. So, so that's, wow. Especially when you're mm-hmm. surrounded by several people holding that opinion, that's really speaking truth to power. Saying you well, get you get the privilege of peeing standing up, and it's your fault for fucking it up, peeing on your pants and whatnot. So what? I, well, so what I was like was, go ahead and practice in the shower all you want with your pee buddy, mm-hmm. but like you're gonna see 
that it comes with problems and responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Now you're going to have splatter. Now you're going to have to clean up the potty when you go number one. And they're like, no, no, no. We still sit on the potty if there's a potty. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, right, 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 right. Hmm. All right. Well, I don't know. Anyway, moving right along. Did you? So did you walk her into the school with your wet, wet pants on? No, no, no. I, she stopped me 300 yards out, and she was uh, like... That's right. Okay. And so she's going to walk in on her own. And so did you, did you change them when you came home? Yeah, I did. Good. I came home, and I put on new <clears throat> new everything, because it was cold by that point. Yeah. It was cold. Was of course. Cold. Of course. Yeah. A horse is a horse. <laughs> the, but, the you know, the double problem is now I have to wash my jeans, and as you know, we don't wash our jeans, you and you I. Could give it, <clears throat> you could give it a just above room temperature rinse with mm. some of that... Um, What's that called? The uh, Woolite Black? Is that oh, what we're calling it? Woolite Black? Uh, Woolite African-American. You put some of that in. I've like, never heard of that. Oh, it's good. I learned about it from that uh, Jesse Thorne show about uh, clothes. He has a he has a clothes show? Well, I know this is like six Instagram years ago, show. whenever oh, he and Sandwich first made that show. But I still follow <clears> their method, which is you turn your jeans inside out, you put them in the bathtub with some not-too-hot water and some Woolite Black, and that keeps yeah, them from I'm, fading. I'm, I'm writing this down. Writing but this what? Down. But what is? I've got a three by five card. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, wait. I can, I can make the sound. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Oh, Here I, we go. I cleaned up my desk and now I don't have anything. Here we go. Oh my god! I've got, oh, little, uh, I got some hydrogen peroxide. And I got a knife. I got a knife. You got hydrogen peroxide right on the desk? Oh yeah, right here. For what? For what? What yeah. do you do with it? A swish. Oh, in your mouth. I swish in my mouth. Uh, oh, I'm a big swisher now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then then have... I go into the in the bathroom. I spit it out. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't have a spittoon. No, I don't. I could put it in this bucket, but like, I don't know. I don't want a whole bunch of that. I don't. Know. I don't want a whole bunch of accumulated liquid near me. I, well, sure. But I mean, but you still. I've, I don't want to give too much away, but yeah. you still pee in a jug, right? Well, I'll pee in a jug. I mean, I'm a podcaster. <laughs> I'm, a pro- sure. I'm a professional. Sure, you're like an airline pilot. No, I, I, I mixturate. <laughs> I mixturate into a bespoke container when needed. If you ever hear me I'm, not talking for 30 seconds, you know something's up, obviously. Right, right. mute, mute, right? <laughs> That's cough, a good point. Button. That's a good point. I always assumed that like something like a spittoon, because you liked that show, well, you liked The West World, right? Yeah, I saw that. And did, what about the show where uh, where uh, Nancy Spungen talked dirty in the Black Hills of Black Mountain Hills of Dakota? Okay, I can do this. Deadwood. Yeah, um, Deadwood, right? You liked that show a lot, right? Yeah, I mean, I like uh, off kilter premium westerns as much as anybody. I don't have a Daniel Boone hat, but yeah. But I would think that you, I, I would think that a spittoon, you know, right next to your Wilberforce doll. Oh yeah, really oh, like a brass one, like a really nice brass one. I could spit ah, my hydrogen peroxide wait, like, in there. There's a lot of mud in those towns. They're always facing mud. There's a lot of mud. Think about the pee on the bottoms of their pants. Right. Right. I mean, how often have you dropped a duke in the wild? Like, I'm guessing you've done it five or more times. A lot, yeah. Because because of your walk, you would have done a lot of dukes. A lot of that. A lot of, uh, you know, I used to be a canvasser. Mm. Uh, for Ralph Nader in the oh, right, of late nineties, and you're uh-huh. out in you're out in the suburbs, yep. and you've got to go poo, and you go to a house. You, ding dong! Hi, I'm here for the National Environmental Law Center, but also, can I use your bathroom? Can I ruin your bathroom? People don't; they're not into it. <laughs> John is unsafe at any speed. They're, they're like a guy just rang the doorbell. He wants to get. He wants me to give money, <laughs> and also wants to use the bathroom. So sometimes I would go. You know, suburban areas have it's a lot. It's rough. They have a lot of trees, though. Oh, that's true. 
And so I would go into the trees and I would just like, uh, I would use my, you know, cause I had a clipboard that was full of, um, brochures and stuff like here why don't you take a brochure and maybe you know no one ever does no yeah. one ever donates but no, they're no. like can you just give me some something to read mm-hmm. you know it's just a way to get a kid off the off your doorstep so i had a lot of that stuff and oh and you just, use that as a as like a scraper yeah okay <clears throat> okay mm-hmm. yeah, one time, i remember one time at band practice i i had to we our band practice like everybody was in a you know storage shed with a garage door, and there were no bathrooms. And I, one morning in particular, we had a long, we brought the ADAT out, and we were going to have a long day of recording for one of our cassettes. <laughs> and uh-huh. and uh, I'd had some, we'd gone out to breakfast before, and I uh, had some coffee. And This is uh, Bacon Ray. This, this is Bacon, Bacon Ray, Ray, Tallahassee, Florida. And uh, yeah, I had to go out by the fence and have a little alone time. I'm just, was- I'm sympathetic to the idea that to do your business, you have to crouch in the wild. I'm sympathetic mm-hmm. to that. I don't, this is not virtue signaling. I, I think that's, you know, I do think we have an advantage very much in that instance. Mm-hmm. If we, I'm just saying, if everything you has to, have to do involves uh, sitting down, crouching. Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't Crouching know. is a thing that peop, some people can do. I'm Americans not very good don't crouching. crouch as much as other people's. Squat. Squat, they call it. Squatting. Squatting is like a standard way to not be sitting in public, and we don't do it yeah. as much. People squat. They squat all day. Asia, am, isn't isn't squatting big in Asia? Well, I think it's very big in the uh, in the um, uh, the Slavic countries too. Squatters. Yeah, I think dudes. If like five dudes are standing around, you smoke a cigarette and, and you squat. In Poland, yeah, they all squat down. Hmm. Like we stand around, right? You lean against a wall or whatever. You prop yourselves up, but they, they just like zoom. Their butts go down, and then they're just chilling. I, I heard a that relaxed position. I heard that perhaps over a decade ago, and started uh, adopting it myself. Squatting. Yeah, because everybody says uh, the countries, they all squat. It's sort of like, not to make this whole show about poop, but it's sort of like the way people in many uh, Asian countries and Africa look at us and they're like, what are you doing? Wiping your ass with dry paper. That is so, so weird. Why don't you squat over a hole and then have a washcloth? Which to us sounds barbaric, but to to them, it's like, well, no. Like, what are you going to do? Put some paper in your hand and rub it on your ass? Like... What makes you think that gets something clean? So I'm trying to say I want to be open-minded to the idea that there are different ways to do things. Now, squatting yeah. could cover a couple of those bases. Squatting is a good I'm way to wait for a bus, but you squatting. look like a weirdo. You look like a weirdo when you're squatting. To me, you do. You look like a uh, golem or well, something. Well, yeah, like a white American guy squatting looks, looks uh, dicey. Well, also, I think you have to be wearing a black track suit and maybe a flat cap oh, to properly okay. like squat as a... As somebody who's like just chilling with the bros, I got it. That's that's a good look. Yeah, black black tracksuit, black Adidas tracksuit, yeah. or maybe off-brand Adidas tracksuit, Adidas E tracksuit, or maybe what's the one? Stadia. Not the not the one with the tiger, but the the one with the um. What does it have? It's like uh, you know the one I'm thinking of. It's uh-huh. got it's like Fila. Maybe it's Fila. Oh, Fila. I feel like everything's Under Armour now. I must have slept through the Under Armour thing because now Under Armour is everywhere. In fact, my food tracking app that I use on my phone is made by Under Armour. Or What's Under Armour? Under Armour. Under, really Armour. Under Armour. You know that logo. You see that logo everywhere. You probably don't know what it is. I don't know what it Under is. Armour. Under Armour. Is it Armour with a U or yes. Arm? Oh, so see, look at that I, logo. I have don't seen you this. see that logo everywhere now? I have seen this because well, I now know you're getting now. This is your water fountain oh, moment. Oh, I do know that logo. You see, now this is your water fountain moment. Now you're going to see it everywhere. 
Oh, it it says here that it's a footwear company. Well, they make a lot of technicals. They make uh, yoga stuff, running stuff. They make it all. They make tons of t-shirts. Yeah. And I think the owner might be conservative, but I'm not sure. I missed this. I missed this entirely. I think they're problematic. I know about, I know about Lululemon. 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 They uh they Lululemon. They, Lululemon. They had a um a revolution in yoga pants, right? Uh, I remember the yoga pants revolution. I lived through it. It's still there. <clears throat> I mean, yoga pants are still the thing. I think these millenniums, they're killing jeans. Everybody wears uh, athleisure wear now. Athleisure wear. Which is an excellent <laughs> word. Athleisure wear. <laughs> <laughs> athleisure wear. Athleisure wear. Yeah, so which it's is it? pants, it's athleisure. Athleisure. Yeah. Athleisure. 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 Let's learn about athleisure. Athleisure. Um, athleisure. Athleisure is a trend in fashion in which clothing designed for workouts and other athletic activities is worn in other settings, such as mm -hmm. at the workplace, at school, or other casual or social occasions. So does this, is this like part of your basketball shirt revolution? Oh, no, this is a, like, I'll send you a photo of it. It's a big, like, yep. old school oh, yeah. hoodie shirt. <clears throat> oh, but this is, yeah, I see what you mean. Like, everybody's wearing tights now. Mm -hmm. Well, mean, yeah, not... I would think of fleece as being a little bit athleisure, wouldn't you? Yeah, you well, it's that's uh, like yoga pants are the hiker biker leisure. I feel like yoga pants are the er athleisure. Yoga pants, yeah, right. Or like, uh, like I'm seeing a picture here. I put athleisure in. I'm seeing a picture of somebody like like walking, but she's in a sports bra. Mm -hmm. But it's like a top now. It's not a bra. It's like a oh yeah like yeah yeah outfit, no the right? the 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 tide has shifted for shizzle. Yeah. Here's yeah, a, I'll send shizzle. you my I'll send you my sweatshirt. You can decide. I sent you a picture of my daughter's basketball team. Here. Oh, I did, and they're they're amazing looking. That's uh, the make a funny face photo. Their coach sure. is fun. I like him. Sure. Yeah, so that's uh, there's my uh, there's my sweatshirt. And you know, there's not there's the thing about the basketball picture is there's no squatting. There's kneeling. There's they're the, they're like, instructed. They're instructed on how to put their knees. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm waiting for the I'm waiting for the sweatshirt. That's a really okay, long URL. Just, Sorry about that. Oh, it's okay, but look at that sweatshirt. It's very handsome. They're a tribute to a Chinese culture shirt. It's a really good uniform. It's my favorite of their uniforms. Tribute to Chinese culture shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tribute to Chinese culture yeah. shirt. Tribute to Chinese culture shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a tribute to Chinese culture shirt. Sure, tribute to Chinese Oh, I see. I see. It's a sure. little bit. Now, I also have the t-shirt of this, which is a good deal more ping pong. <laughs> Here comes John. <laughs> hey guys, he's getting on the bus. <laughs> the um the numbers on the shirt on the jersey-ish shirt are a little bit bing bong. They oh let me they've see. got a little bit of that uh, takey outy fly lice kind of feeling to them. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how far you can go there. You know, I have a bunch of Kowichin sweaters, as you know. Kowichin. Uh, what? I was up in Vancouver, and the um, Stop Podcasting Yourself Homeboys uh -huh. were like, we don't say Kowichin or Kowichin, we say Kowichin. And I was like, okay, well, we're in, we're in BC, uh -huh. and so I'm going to... Oh, yeah, 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 I've seen you in these. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna because this is my life hat, you know. My life hat is a Kawichan. Uh huh. Um, but I'm like I'm gonna defer to your pronunciation here because Kowichin. you're BC people, and so if you say Kawichan, 
I guess I I guess I take my toque off to you or uh, you know like yeah. sure okay sure. but then when I came back home everyone cuz not everybody knows about them but the people that do like the Kowichan people I see here that Pendleton people. makes one it looks like Well yeah but that's different that's Pendleton does that southwest look mm. and Kowichan is not southwest look it's north coast it's like plinket hide uh, looking stuff hmm. Um, the story is that the the original Scott, the original Scots that came, the the first whites that came here, mm-hmm. brought sheep's hmm. because because they were like sheep's are our thing. Like Scottish people go with their sheep's. Oh. They brought sheep's, and then the the indigenous people of the region who had been making woven garments out of uh, like straw or like local bark. Uh-huh. They'd already been, they already have a, had a culture of weaving. The Scots were like, "Well, check out the sheep's hmm. and the wool," and the, the local uh, tribes were like, "Oh, well, we can weave stuff out of that too." And they started making these sweaters. I see. Long time back, right? Anyway, then in the fifties, in Canada, particular, uh, there was this uh, <clears throat> like a, I guess a lady named Mary Maxim. Hmm. And she took the Cowichan, and I'm going to call it that because that's what we call it here. Okay, okay. We don't say Cowichan. We say Cowichan. Everybody I know in the Northwest that isn't Canadian mm-hmm. says it the way that I say it. Anyway, Mary You know, you Max, don't put on airs. Well, sure. I'm not like Cowichan. Mm-hmm. And then everybody down here is going to be like, I'm sorry, what? Mm-hmm. So Mary Maxim took the Cowichan native handicraft and she said, well, you know, we can knit these same sweater styles, except we can knit uh, things in it, like pictures of dogs or pictures of float planes or um, like old-fashioned cars. We can because, – because the – I'm looking at one the, with, with uh, buffalo on it. It looks very cool. Yeah, well, but they, you know, there are no buffalo up here. No buffalo. So that's like a – it's a style that was – it's a very, it's a real, it's a real amalgam, right? They, mm-hmm. the, the local peoples took the sheeps that were from the Scots. They started making their traditional woven things, except out of wool with their traditional emblems. Hmm. And then other people took that and were like, well, why don't we use Southwestern motifs okay. or cows or curling teams or whatever? Okay. Right? So then I, so my family always wore real Cowichan sweaters from Vancouver Island. That was a thing that was all the way back to the 50s. My peoples wore those sweaters because it was part of the regional um, uh, style. Mm -hmm. But then I started to kind of, so I have a little collection of those. But then I also was like, you know, I'll collect those Mary Maxim ones too. That have like wolves or um, or like horseshoes, you know, like stuff, weird stuff. Mm-hmm. So I have some of those, but then I have one that's very problematic. Oh, which dear. Is, which is a Mary Maxim. So it's, some, it's something that was knitted from a pattern by a mom somewhere, right? Because Mary Maxim didn't sell sweaters. She sold patterns. Okay. And then if you were a mom, you would sit and knit sweaters for your family Very that awesome. had like that had like horseshoes. Oh, or, like the green one you got when you're standing like, in front of your uh, RV. 
Yeah, the green one is a perfect example. And yeah. I have several of those. I have ones with wool or husky dogs. I have one with a float plane. I have lots of them. But then I have one that has a totem pole on it. Oh. Now, the totem pole The first is, First Nations pole. Yes, it is a regional. It's regionally specific. It is The totem pole is a northwestern mm-hmm. emblem. But this, but the totem pole itself was not part of the Cowichan, uh, like iconography in their weaving. It's a thing that a Canadian okay. mom wove into a Mary Maxim version of a Cowichan sweater. So, like, if you're an observant Muslim person, you might wear a headscarf, but you wouldn't get a headscarf that has a funny cartoon picture of Allah on it. Right. That would be a little on the nose and you probably get you in a good a- amount of trouble. You wouldn't buy a headscarf from Pendleton. <laughs> and so, but this sweater is from the 1950s when, uh, like, Northwest Native American uh, co-opted iconography was part of the Northwest regional look and feel, right? Sure, like if sure, you, sure. It's like Trader Vic's kind of, mm-hmm. except yeah, yeah, in yeah, a yeah, yeah. Northwest way. And so I have this sweater, and every time I put it on, I'm like, what would Jesse Thorne say about this sweater? Mm-hmm. I don't, I honestly don't know. You know, I sent a picture of my daughter from a thrift store one time. She had gone and found uh, a headdress. Well, no, she'd found in the thrift store, she'd found a, a, like a paper umbrella that was obviously like a tourist thing from, from Japantown. No, but parasol. Mm-hmm. A parasol. And then she'd also found a silk high-necked Chinese garment for little girls. Okay. And she had found both things. She recognized both things as being Asian. Mm -hmm. And she put them on, and she was walking around the thrift store, and she was like, Daddy, you know, look at me. Mm -hmm. I'm like a Japanese princess. Mm. And I was like, yes, darling, you look beautiful. But I took a picture of her, and I sent her to Jesse Thorne. And I was like, Mm -hmm. what's the over and under here? (sighs) And... And he wrote back right away, and he was like, either the dress or the umbrella, but not both. Oh, interesting. And I was like, okay, well... That crosses a line of uh, some kind of like a casual racism appropriation problem. Who knows? I mean, it's at the time, she was like five and a half, so right. it's not, you know, but it's like, I have a responsibility to the world. That's a good guy to call with a gut for a gut check, though. Yeah. So, so, but the thing is, problems like that solve themselves because then she wandered away, and the next time she showed up, she was wearing a Darth Vader helmet or okay. whatever. Like right. she didn't. But she did, she was Did Jesse have a thought on that? Hmm. No, I didn't send him a picture. I wasn't okay. like, is this cultural is appropriation? This, yeah, Star Wars appropriation. <laughs> but so I have this sweater, and I've I've got a lot of different angles on it. Right, like it's a, it is a thing from the fifties. It's Northwest appropriate, but it's also like cultural co-optation in seven different ways, but the whole Cowichan sweater in the first place is kind of like a, like a specific to the region and not what a minefield. You know, like it's also the, the sheep's aren't native to here, but that, but that, but they've been knitting these sweaters for 250 years because the sheep's came in whenever, so you huh. know, 700, 1700. So anyway, very complicated, and I wear this sweater, but I'm not not aware of the sweater's reverberations. Right. It's very, very, uh, like, you know, I've got a whole, I've got, I've got a whole, like, I'm prepared 
to have the conversation. Okay. Yes. You know yes, what I yes, mean? Yes, like yes, if yes. somebody comes up and they're like, ipso facto. Yeah. It's I'm, one, it's one thing to wear a Bill Cosby shirt, but it's another <laughs> thing to have Bill Cosby in a headdress. La, la, la. <laughs> 